You might have noticed that enamel pins are having a bit of a moment. Okay, well, let's get real. They've been having a moment, and I don't see that moment stopping anytime soon. My friend Becky Helms of the Pink Samurai is here today to help you keep your pen game strong. Yup, we are giving all the advice to aspiring pen makers about how to grow your own pen business. Well, not me. Becky is giving the advice. And every time Becky talks to me about business... I listen. She even teaches an online class called Enamel Pens 101, but more about that in a hot minute. If you are tuning in for the first time, well, hello there. I am your hostess with the kitschy mostess, Jennifer Perkins, and this is the Creative Queso Podcast. When I'm not going overkill decorating for Halloween or combing the aisles of thrift stores and flea markets, I'm here with you talking to other makers about the business of being creative and the creativity behind running a business. Today, that maker is one of the most savvy business owners I know, Becky Helms of The Pink Samurai. On the podcast, I often talk about the need to not only be creative, but also great at business and things like social. Don't let all the pink kitties and kawaii cuteness fool you. When Becky Helms talks Instagram, you take notes. We even have a lightning round all about Instagram covering things like caption links, IGTV, bots, bad or good schedulers, and more. Yes, in the episode, we talk a lot about enamel pens from manufacturing and dealing with factories, but we also go deep into Instagram, as I mentioned, but we bring it all together with how to use that platform to sell all of your enamel pens. Guess what else? If you sign up for Becky's Enamel Pins 101 class using the link enamelpins101.com backslash creative queso, you get 15% off the course price, which comes out to a savings of over 50 bucks. You're welcome. All right, pen lovers and Instagram users, let's get our pink samurai on. All right, Becky, I am so excited that you are here. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I know. We should have done this. Like, I should have booked a studio. We could have done it in person. Oh, my gosh. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I know. Since we're both in Austin, like, right? it always seems silly to do these, like, via my closet <laughs> and a computer right? when you're in town. But We'll do it over brunch sometime. It'll be great. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, the first thing, when I think of you, I kind of think of you as, like, a two-part guru like I think of you like as like an enamel pin like you know Mm -hmm. like the goddess of enamel pins but then I also (laughs) think of you as like an Instagram whiz you know and I think people come to you for both so how how do you see yourself like (laughs) I think I see that I think um like once I started branching out into like the e-course and stuff I really started to see what I was doing at like a higher level. And I was like, Oh yeah, I actually do kind of, I know how to run like my own business and make stuff and design things, but also like the marketing bit I really learned along the way. And Instagram is my jam. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, yeah, it's crazy to think about like, Oh yeah, I actually do kind of have a system (laughs) for what I do on, on Instagram. You totally do. I mean, I've I've sat through your class about it. I know you do. Yeah, yeah, it all works out. I don't know. It's been years of trial and error and all of that. And like, 
I wouldn't have one without the other, you know, mm-hmm. like, so they, they really do. And the same with my e-course too, like all of them, it's weird. All of them really do work together to help mm-hmm. kind of build my business and this little ecosystem that I've created with pink and cats and Instagram. Right. And <laughs> it's just like perfect storm. Like, of like Instagram is perfect for pins and pins are perfect for Instagram. Yeah, and, it is. You know, I mean, like if you want to make pins, Instagram is the place to be. And as soon as I decided to like stop worrying about like any other social media that I was working on and just concentrate on Instagram, like everything just kind of blew up. I think mm-hmm. it's it's my favorite place. <laughs> yeah, I need to I need to do the same thing. I need to just like abandon ship on these. <laughs> I mean, it's just not like if I have I only have a certain amount of time in the day and a certain amount of bandwidth in my brain and mm-hmm. if I'm splitting it across all of these things, like it doesn't help the people on those platforms because I'm not giving them like the best experience and then I'm split 800 different ways so I was like let me just go in on what's fun and where my people are so exactly you might as well might as well I mean I'm all about like spreading the social media love but like Mm -hmm. at this moment like I mean it's obvious where everybody is you might as well do both so do you think people are I'm sure you get like a million emails a day or DMs from people wanting information about Pint, which -hmm. we're going to talk about. But do you think just (laughs) as many people are starting to come to you for like advice about Instagram? Like now that you have the course and, you know, you taught it at Craftcation, do you think people are starting to recognize you as like a teacher in that aspect as well? Yeah, I think... A lot of times I'll put up AMAs a lot and um, just ask me anything on Instagram because I love the little story questions and stuff. Like, what Mm -hmm. do you want to know? And so many people who like either have come to me for pin stuff, um, with pin questions in the past or just randomly like, you know, they want to build their following. And that's really like the place to start. And that's why, like, I have the free webinar that I do that's all about, like, five ways to grow your following fast. Because, like, you can make pins all day long. You can make whatever you want all day long. But if you don't have an audience to sell to, then it's just going to be crickets. So Mm -hmm. I do think a lot of people are reaching out. And they don't really know where to start. And, like, I'll look at their profiles. And, like, I'll see everything's just, it's just kind of all over the place. So I try to Mm -hmm. be, I don't know. It's hard to, um... It's hard to help people on an individual level sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you don't um, want to like crush their dreams like. Yeah, but sometimes <laughs> you need to hear the hard stuff. It's like, okay, well, your photos are kind of terrible. Let me help right. you figure out how to make them better, you know? <laughs> like exactly. you're, not, you're not serving your audience or your product very well. So, <laughs> let's the dirty <laughs> towel you're shooting your pictures on and that shadow are not yes. helping anything. Yes. First of all, don't take your photos at night. Let's talk about sunshine um, right <laughs> yeah just get a little things yeah little things I don't know but there are I do get quite a few people asking me about Instagram and I don't have a huge huge following either but the following I have I've been very intentional with and um, it's very organic and I don't use any like tricks or bots or anything to mm-hmm. get them because that's not gonna they're those people aren't gonna buy anything from me so <laughs> I don't want to anyway. Yeah, and I think sometimes, like, um, you know, you read a lot about, like, your true fans. Like, so Mm -hmm. I think you could also have, like, a super successful business without these, like, you know, 200,000 million followers or whatever. You know, if you have... 
20,000 or 10,000, but they are, you know, or in your case, what are you up to? 60, 70 something? Oh, I'm at, I'm at 44 today. Okay. 44 today. (laughs) But you know, but those 44 like love pens. They love pink. They love cats. Like those Mm -hmm. are your exact people. And like, and they're engaged and they're excited. And that's, that's all I care about. I mean, there are people with smaller followings, followings than me and they make way more than me. So I don't think the number actually matters so much as the people you actually get. I like it. I like it. All right. So we are going to talk about both of those things in lots and lots of detail. But first, (laughs) I want to go like back in time about Becky. Now, did enamel pens are obviously having a moment and have Mm -hmm. been having a moment. But did the pink samurai exist before pens or was it born with pens? I know the answer to this question, (laughs) but. Oh, girl, yes. Okay. So I started the pink samurai. I opened it on Etsy in 2006. So I think Etsy might have been around for like a year or so um, Mm -hmm. before then. And so I was like super ground level. I made purses. I like hand sewed purses. I did hurler bead um, coasters for a while. I sold a lot of embroidery and cross stitch pieces and all kinds of stuff. So I was like, I think 2006, I was in college because I took some time off before then and I had a winding road too (laughs) in my life. But um, I was like full on into craft magazine, obsessed with the Austin craft mafia. (laughs) I still have You're just trying to win me over. I mean, I'm just saying. I told you I fangirled over you the first time I met you. Oh. But uh, it's true. But I had like Remake Magazine. I was full on because I was in art school. I was making everything. I was doing like craft shows. And I was just, I had a DIY blog for a long time too. And, um, but the shop kind of like, I don't know, I was making whatever. And I like how they say pivot now instead of just change your mind and try whatever. <laughs> it makes it sound a lot more um, professional when you pivot. Right. (laughs) But, um, yeah, like there were times that I had the shop on vacation and I had a full-time design job for a long time. That's where I met my husband. And, um, as soon as we were in DC at the time and I was doing graphic design and then I was the head of the photo department at this, um, startup and stuff. So that was really fun and different. And, um, but after a while, not so creatively fulfilling anymore because I was a boss and a manager and didn't get to do any of the fun stuff. So I opened the shop again and then we decided DC was not really for us anymore. And I'm originally from Texas. So I kept bringing Andy, my husband, back to Texas and wooing him <laughs> with, <laughs> with tacos and stuff. So we ended up coming back here. And as soon as we moved here, I decided to just go full time with the DIY blog and my illustrations and open the shop again and do all that. And then it wasn't until I had my son and I was coming off of maternity leave. And that was in um, like early 2016, because I think my son was like six months old at the time. And I was like, I want to try enamel pens because I've just been doing illustrations and buttons and prints and stuff like that in my shop. And then um, a friend of mine was basically a middle person. And I said, Hey, can you help me make one of these things? Cause it looks like it could be cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I made one and then it sold out. And then I made like two more and then those sold out. And then it just kind of snowballed 
from there. So that was like, like 2015, I started designing and then 2016, I think is when I released them. I came back from maternity leave and all that. And then, um, yeah. So 2016 to now. 2016 was the year. It was um, the year. Yeah. The year. I want to touch on a couple of things. One. Mm-hmm. So do you, because obviously enamel pins aren't anything like you're making. It's not like you have mm-hmm. a metal factory in your garage. Uh, do, do you still do like any like hand making like on the side, like just for yourself? Just for myself, really. And a lot of it comes from just the drawing and just illustrating for myself. I have an iPad and my husband always gets on to me because he's an incredible artist too. And um, I'm always, every time I draw something, I'm like, oh, I should make this a pen. Oh, I could put this on a shirt. Oh, I could do whatever. And he's like, you need to stop. And just do something for yourself. He's like, don't try to sell it. Just make something fun for you. It's hard, though. I do the same thing. I know. Anytime I try a new craft, I'm like, you know what? I could probably mass produce this and sell it and head it to the shop. And he's like, slow your roll, girl. (laughs) We can't help it. If you have that, like, entrepreneurial spirit, like everything, you're just like, but what about this? It's true. I'm a three on the Enneagram, too. So I'm very much... (laughs) the achiever so I'm like oh yeah you are listens to me talk about business all the time just because I love talking about it I don't know (laughs) (laughs) and since I'm a seven like I love coming up with the ideas but I don't have to follow through I'm just Mm. like oh that does sound like a great idea what what's that over there there's a (laughs) pom-pom oh I'm all about the follow-through I will plan it I will I will put all the strategies I know you will, man, you are good. So do you think that you're, so you have a background in graphic design. Mm -hmm. Do you think that is like helped with your like pen life? Because like for me, for instance, when I had a pen made, you know, I was just like, how do I get this little thing I drew Mm -hmm. into the computer? Like, how Mm -hmm. do I make that magic? You know, and like, obviously that was probably second nature to you or to even draw with the intention of it being a pen, you know? I think it takes a little while to get the hang of pens in general, because there are some little things you have to think about, like where the enamel is going to sit, how thick the line is going to be, like if you have any cutouts and stuff like that. But that's just like learning to work with the material when you get stuff in and and knowing, like talking to your manufacturer, making sure everything's going to work. But I definitely think my graphic design background has helped. I think even just with layout and type design and just the the technical stuff, like you don't have to go to school for it. Like Skillshare is awesome. YouTube is amazing. Um, oh, I forgot to tell you, I did do crochet for a while and that did really well for my shop. Yeah, beads, crochet. I know. Um, I was a mess, but I learned how to crochet on YouTube. Like you can do anything on YouTube. But, it's um, true, really. But yeah, I definitely think my design experience helped me a lot. I'm really mm-hmm. glad that I'm glad that I did go back to school though, because it I was older when I went back to school, so I really took it seriously. <laughs> and yeah, I was, I was paying for it all, so I was like, I'm gonna learn everything I possibly can from this art department. <laughs> Right. Like it, that goes back to that thing. Like if you have to pay for it, like a yeah. class and it's not a free thing, then you're going to like really like hunker down and get your yeah, money on. It's true. And I'm still paying for it. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> buy pens, people buy pens, pay oh, off those real. student loans. <laughs> <laughs> so do you see like any slowing in like the enamel pen obsession or do you think it's just getting like bigger and bigger? Like it is just getting bigger. So I like, I think even when I started, 
people were talking about like, oh, it's going to slow down, blah, blah, blah. Like 100% no. Like I was doing some research when I was making my course that's all about how to make enamel pins. And I was just, I just typed into YouTube. I have this little, um, I think it was TubeBuddy. This is really cool little plugin for YouTube. And you can see how many searches people have for a certain keyword. I just typed in enamel pins and it was at the time that I searched it, there were like 1.25 million searches in the last month just for enamel pins. So that's like collectors and makers and like just the whole everything about enamel pins. But I was like, oh, dang. No, I'm sure. Like, and I love the people that like collect them and then like rotate out their collections. Like I have like Mm -hmm. a collection of like Halloween ones, including your little Halloween tree that I love that I am very excited. One of my favorite ones I've ever made. (laughs) They're super excited to like bust those bad boys out. Like the season is coming. Mm -hmm. It's so close. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mentioned a second ago that I did a pen, uh, just one, and you were so sweet to like, when I came to you, cause you were the only person I knew that did it. And, you know, you mm-hmm. right away, like, said like, join this Facebook group and here's a manufacturer I use mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, that's not always yeah. the case. Some people yeah. like, you know, get real like hush, hush about mm-hmm. their manufacturers and all that. Why do you think, like, what are your thoughts on like pen manufacturing drama? Well, Such I as feel it is. Like, I know. <laughs> there's, there's always drama in every industry. I it feel like um, a lot of people, when you're finding a manufacturer, it is daunting because there are so many. You don't know if they're going to be any good. You know, you're spending a lot of money and you're getting a lot of product because the minimum quantity is 100 usually. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, what if I get a hundred pins that are a bunch of junk and I've just spent, you know, a couple hundred bucks on this. And so people go through, like I went through a few um, manufacturers and people I didn't like and stuff that was no good. So that's, you know, the time you spend talking to manufacturers and, um, all the money you're spending and who knows how long it takes you to quality check everything. And, Like, it's a lot of work to find one. So if someone that, you know, you've never met before (laughs) comes to you in your DMs and just says, where do you get your pins made? It's like, okay. (laughs) Right. Like, like you've got to understand, like, there needs to be a relationship there. And I have asked some of my pin friends, you know, and like where they, cause if I see something that looks really cool and I've asked them about their manufacturers with no expectation whatsoever that they share it, you know, like, mm-hmm. and even if we're super close friends and I'm like, you do not have to tell me this, you know, uh, do not feel bad, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff like that. And I think like people put in so much work and time and then other people just want, and like, yes, I want to help people and yes, I want them to grow, but you also have to understand their some tact to it and exactly like it's just like if you want to reach out like if you're a blogger and you want to reach out to someone to work with you're not just going to email them and be like hi my name is Jen give me some money to give you some pictures or whatever you know like (laughs) like you have (laughs) what is that how you do it (laughs) right like that's not now you tell me (laughs) 
it's that easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Just slide I into their DMs. It'll be fine. But yeah. Right. No, and I also, get that. Yeah. So some people get, and some people are happy to share, and that's awesome. But I did see, like, because the industry is getting so saturated now, and I don't want to see saturated because there's room for everybody, but um, a lot of manufacturers, their turnaround time is longer. So the one that I used um, three years ago was about a two-week turnaround time. And now, especially getting into the holiday season, it's a six-week turnaround time. Dang, you got to <laughs> yeah. plan ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm fine because I love their quality and, and all that stuff, but you have to know, and a lot of people want to keep it close to their chest too. So not everybody jumps on the bandwagon and their time, their, their turnaround time gets longer, but I don't know. No, I get that. Yeah. It's hard because a lot of people just want the help and I get it, but I mean, you still have to develop a relationship with someone if you're going to expect them to share that kind of personal information, I think. Yeah. And no, and that's true with any industry or anything you make. Yeah. So, you know, no, I feel I totally that was like when I made jewelry and people would be like, you know, where are you getting this finding? And it's yeah. like, well, you can't just come out of nowhere and ask me that. Like, it's taken me forever and a day to find those yeah, findings. Like, I'm not going to just like vomit out all my sources to you. For like, real. For real. And I think it's a lot of people that don't really know the business as much and like the business side of things. Cause like you can't email target and be like, where did you get these bags made? You know, exactly. (laughs) That's not not a thing. And we are, we are businesses. So I think it's just a lot of people who don't have a lot of experience running Mm -hmm. businesses and doing stuff. And like, I understand and I never nasty to anyone, but I mean, yeah, no, I gotcha. It's just, it's hard. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's a question you get. It's a sticky situation. So within manufacturing, do you, what do you recommend people do? Do you, do you recommend people like work with a middle person or go, spe- you know, straight to a manufacturer? I really think if you're starting out, starting with a middle person is the best way to go. And I will say my favorite middle person in the whole world is um, Jessica of the pin department.com. She is who I started out using. She is an angel on earth. She, um, <laughs> She is super sweet. She's patient. She has her own line of stuff um, at the Tiny Deer Studio. She's an incredible artist and all this stuff. And I willingly give out her information because she is a treasure and she will help you. And like when you work with middle people, they are more expensive. But when you think about the service that they're giving you, a lot of the times, like, it's totally worth it. So you're paying Mm -hmm. for their expertise. They're the ones that are going back in the middle of the night, you know, communicating with the factories overseas and and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of them offer packaging services. So you can just get everything like printed and packaged and done and sent to you and you don't have to do anything when they show up. I know all those like, like the carded ones and like yes. you already got like all your info on it. That's so nice. Yes. And like she's even got at her like big main factory that she uses for stuff. They have a quality assurance staff member there just oh. for her pens. Like Oh, yeah, fancy. She's, she's for real. So, is that who I dealt with when I had my pins made? I believe when so. She, and when she was in Houston? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. No, I mean, I, as someone who has no knowledge of graphic design or pins, mm-hmm. like it yeah. is helpful to have someone like that because. You know, you're like, what is soft enamel versus hard enamel? Like, do I want glitter? What do you mean this line is close to? Like, yeah, I mean. Yeah, she's really good at, at like. If you're a newbie. 
Yeah, you need that. You need your handheld a little bit. Yeah, one hundred percent. And even when there's stuff that like, if I'm trying to branch out into something else, or I'm not sure if a design is going to work, like I'll still go with her um, for a lot of things. And the more <laughs> the the more pens I get, and the bigger my business gets, the more I'm like, I do really want that packaging service because I do not right. have time anymore. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, between like work and a kid and podcasts and, yeah. and important brunch with me. I mean, get somebody else to put those things on a piece of cardboard for you. (laughs) (laughs) So you also have gone down the manufacturing route Mm -hmm. lately for your new purse, which is so cute. Talk to us about that new, that new purse. So it's called an Ida bag. And it's funny because in, um, in, they came from Japan, the concept of them and the word Ida kind of actually means pain. (laughs) Because they're so heavy with all of the stuff you want to collect. (laughs) So it's got this clear window in the front and it's got the special insert that you can put all of your pins in and then you put the insert inside so you can see like you zip it up and you've got all of your pins there and they're not going to fall off and fall on the floor or get lost. But um, because they have a special little compartment just for them. And then it's the bag inside. So that was like, it's so funny since I started the shop, like, what, 13 years ago at this point, (laughs) making bags. And I designed the, like, I didn't just buy a pattern and do it. Like, I designed the patterns myself and sewed them all myself. And I remember, you know, in the mid-2000s, like trying to find manufacturers for purses, but like Alibaba didn't exist then. Like, what was I going to do? Right. (laughs) Um, And so it's really cool to see it kind of come full circle because it's like really what I wanted to do in the very beginning. So I'm kind of merging like my past self and and this (laughs) (laughs) this new fun venture that I found into one thing. So... And they're so, so cute. Thank you. Yeah, I wanted to make something. A lot of the Eda bags out there are like um, novelty bags. So they're like fun shapes and they're smaller and stuff like that. But like, I don't know, I have a kid. I can't, I can't be that cute all the time. I need something a little more functional. (laughs) Right. Like it's got to work too. Like that's the thing. Now I hear you. I carry Lord a knows, lot of know. stuff in my bag. I don't know. Right? <laughs> Got to have that little first aid kit, the hand sanitizer, like right? yes. all the things. So for your purse, I'm curious if someone was going to have a product made, mm-hmm. did you, because I have another friend here in town who has things made, Cara from Kylo Chic, if you yes. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you know her. She's great. I'm curious, like, did you go, did you use a middle person for that? Did you go straight to the manufacturer? Like, I don't know how the process works. Like, do you draw a, yeah. a picture of what you want? They well, give you a prototype or? Yeah. No, it was awesome. I actually, I found them on Instagram. <laughs> Okay. So, my favorite place. And um, she, the the girl I worked with, worked with a manufacturer. So she wasn't really a middle person because she works directly with the manufacturer. But she, um, she just helped me get everything together. She was kind of the designer. So I sketched up what I wanted because I wanted something really simple. So I designed just this circular bag. Um, 12 inch diameter with a little window in the front. Like I wanted the window to take up a, like the whole bag and then all the specifications, like I needed adjustable straps. I wanted to be able to take the straps off. I wanted, you know, the special findings and and all that stuff. So, um, I just sketched up a picture and then she kind of helped me refine it into what an actual bag is supposed to look like instead of just my (laughs) sketch. (laughs) 
And then they sent me, they worked up a pattern and sent me a sample. And, um, and then it was, it was like perfect. The first go round. I was so lucky. Like I didn't have to make any adjustments to it at all. Like it just showed oh, up at my nice. door and I was like, this is exactly what I was picturing in my head. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the process took so long. It took months and months just to, I don't know, get the design finalized. That didn't take quite so long, but the, the actual processing and, you know, production of Mm -hmm. it. And then the shipping takes forever because it was very heavy and very expensive shipping. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Cause it seems like I remember you talking about it or maybe you had a prototype at Craftcation in the spring. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, it was later this summer that I actually saw it in living person. Yeah, shipping took a long, long time. The one I had at Craftcation was my sample, and that one didn't even have the insert that could come out, so my pins were just, like, stuck directly to my bag, so I had, like, backings falling out in my purse and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But, but yeah, the shipping is just... Because it was... The minimums for those are really high, too, because, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a huge product, and it's a lot of work for the manufacturers, so, of course, they're going to want to sell more than that, but... But yeah, so now I have lots of boxes in my garage full of... <laughs> <laughs> well, they're real cute. With Christmas coming, I am sure they will sell out yes. like hotcakes. Oh, they've been selling so much better than I ever anticipated. So it's been um, it's been really exciting to see that. And I wanted to have something like people have their collections are just growing and growing and growing. And like, what are you going to do with all of your pins? Some people don't have all the wall space in the world for cork boards and stuff. So... Mm-hmm. And I love that people can wear their pins out and show them off. And I get comments on it all the time because they're not super um, popular here. Like people don't wear <laughs> pin bags like that um, mm-hmm. around Austin. It's still just kind of a new thing. So I get tons of comments and it's a great way oh, to I'm segue sure. into. Yeah, because here we're still like stuck in the days of like jean jackets, which I have, but you know, it's like yeah, right. 700 degrees here. So it's I like, know. I need another option. Yeah, no. Yeah. You can't put that on a jean jacket in 100 degrees can't be pinning weather. it to a caftan. Like I got to have another. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, I guess so I could, good. but. You could, if you could really people. try. Yeah. You could probably try. Well, you know, if anybody would, it would be me. So It's true. It's true. I can see it. <laughs> Right. Okay. So you, we're going to go back to Instagram for a minute. Um, so you, as we said, you use Instagram as a platform, you know, to sell more pens, but you know, lots of people use it for different ways. Like for me, obviously, you know, maybe I could use it for podcast downloads or mm-hmm. to show off more Christmas trees on my Jennifer yeah. Perkins account. Oh, I, I want to kind of do so a, much. <laughs> huh? I love those trees so much. I get so excited when it's holiday time. I just want to see all your trees. Girl, I've got like eight up right now, like oh. eight full size Halloween trees. Oh my like, God, yes. <laughs> there's like a nine foot tall pink tree in my house. I've made work for Halloween. I know. Photos coming soon someday so <laughs> someday I'll have a pink tree and it'll be glorious I have a white one now I'm slowly transitioning to <laughs> you can do tree. it I believe god if anybody could I mean picture <laughs> let's digress for a minute mm-hmm. picture a Christmas tree decorated in pens like you could get some sort of like little mm-hmm. court backing mm-hmm. you know and put it on there girl I, I can get you a tabletop that. tree you know you have a hookup so oh my god mm-hmm. okay, we're going to discuss okay <laughs> Because gotta be cute. Right. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna do an Instagram lightning round. Ooh, okay. Okay. But you know, if you want to go deeper on any of these topics, mm-hmm. you totally go deeper. You okay. know, like so I don't feel like you have to like lightning quick answer these. Okay. All right. So you kind of said this earlier. Bots, bad, good, or necessary evil? Bad, 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 okay. bad. Bots are terrible. 
Yeah. That's what I've always heard. There's no All point right. in them too. Like if you have bigger numbers, who cares? Because they're not people that are going to do anything for you. They're not going to read exactly. your blog. They're not going to buy your stuff. So get them out of here. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> well, if they don't transfer into money, it's just a number on a thing. Exactly. All right. Hashtags. Is there such a thing as too many? Technically, Instagram, I believe only allows 30. And I've heard different schools of thought. I've heard some people say that 11 is like a good balance to have. And then I've had people say, if you could do a bunch, then do a bunch. I think as long as you are smart about it, I like hashtagging my actual shop name so I can look and see and other people can hashtag too. And then I do my industry specific ones. And then I do so like enamel pin, um, lapel pins, pin game strong, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then more like content. So if it's a cat pin, I'll put a few cat things. Um, if it's, uh, like a kawaii pin, I'll add that in there. Um, and then if there's anything else, kind of that makes sense. So I think having also having like big ones that have lots of views and then some hashtags that don't have a ton um, under them, you know, like if there's not a ton of things that are hashtagged with that, that's also mm -hmm. good too, because you can get some good visibility with that. Um, so I think it's just finding the right hashtags, not necessarily the amount of hashtags. Good tip. Good tip. Yeah. No, I, I think that too. All right. <laughs> captions. Do you like short and sweet or do you like long, heartfelt captions? It seems like people like are abandoning blogs and like mm -hmm. some people are doing these Instagram, you know, their little caption is like 12 paragraphs long yeah. about like their life. I so think what are your thoughts new, on that? I think that's a newer thing and I'm into it because I feel like whenever I get chatty, on, on Instagram, people are a little bit more likely to engage because I think the biggest thing is making sure you have like a call to action. Like you are soliciting some kind of response from your audience, whether it's liking the photo, whether it's um, like commenting down below. I think that's the important thing. And I think people are more likely to engage when you do have a little bit more purpose behind the caption. Like, that's not the case for celebrities and people with enormous things who can just put like, you know, three emojis under and then they get 1200 comments that are like, oh my God, I love you. But <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> for shops and stuff, I think um, I like being heartfelt. I like being transparent. And I like being silly in the comments or in my captions because mm -hmm. then I can ask people, you know, that's like the other day I posted that I went and had a milkshake lunch with our friend Stacy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I was like, tell me, just tell me your favorite ice cream flavor down below, you know, and stuff like that. So you, it doesn't have to be like super heartfelt and, you know, tell me mm -hmm. your life story in the captions. But I think, um, I think if you are a little bit more forthcoming and have a little bit more to say, then people do tend to be more engaged. And then those posts do a little better. Okay, good to know. Yeah, sometimes, you know, I get mixed results when I do that. Sometimes when I put questions and mm -hmm. I get crickets, and then mm -hmm. sometimes I put questions and I get like lots of things. You know, there's that fear of like, I'm going to put a call to action and then nobody's mm -hmm. going to do it. And then I'm going to eh. look like. Yeah, I have that all the time too. I mean, sometimes it depends on the time of day if people even see it. Sometimes it depends on the hashtags and the content. Um, mm -hmm. There's all kinds of reasons why there might be crickets. 
And then you've just learned that that is a question that gives you crickets. And then you can move on. You know? And then you move on. Yeah. And the other yeah. thing, too, is like I'm such a scroller. Like I just like pictures. Like I don't mm-hmm. ever read captions usually. Oh, yeah. And then from time to time, like I'll like a picture and then I'll realize like they might have put this certain picture. But then there's this like. Yeah, there's more. Horribly sad caption. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, snap. Like I didn't yeah. mean to like, like, I don't know what, what I should say or like do. Like, yeah. Should I revoke my like? Because I don't like that this is happening but I like the picture right well I think there there's something to be said for like those first few characters um before you click more because they've shortened the the captions like years ago it used to be you know you'd scroll through the photo and see the enormous caption below but Mm -hmm. now there's just like um, a handful of characters so I like to put kind of an intro thing that might elicit someone to click that more or um, might show that there's a little bit more going on and then um, and then they can read the whole thing so like it's kind of like this mini caption in a caption you know Mm -hmm. and then like it kind of relates to the photo or relates to whatever I want to talk about and then if you want to see more then you can click the more and then see like what's going on I got it. It's like advertising. Like you got to like. Yeah. It's like a subject line. Yeah. It's like an email subject line for your, for your Instagram. Oh, that's a good way to think about it. I like this. All right. (laughs) We got to do some revisions in my uh, planally today. All right. So IGTV, you have been touching on that lately. Should we all be getting busy on IGTV? Tell me all your thoughts. I don't know. I think so because it was from your your top tip to try something out. And when I had the bags the first time, um, I had kind of pre-orders out for these bags and I wanted to show all of the features of it. So I actually, and this is funny because as a content creator, you will understand this. I had my setup where I had my phone pointing down and I also had my camera below it. So I had my vertical video <laughs> and my horizontal because I want to make a, a YouTube video with it right. too. I'm Gotta like, get all the bang for your buck, lady. Right? I'm doubling up on this content. But... <laughs> So, so I did that and I just made, it was super simple. Um, and I edited that and put it up and it got this bonkers engagement. And I was like, well, dang, let me make some more of these. So I definitely think having video in your feed is, is awesome right now. That kind of seems where things are going. And just from like having my YouTube channel too, like, I don't know. I just really see that video is super important for businesses right now. And even if Mm -hmm. it's just a little thing, just seeing your products in action is huge for like conversion if you want to sell. I like it. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to hit on that YouTube here in a minute. I got it down here. Okay. So uh, let's see here. Stories. How many a day should we be trying to do? I mean, I think at least one a day, like as long as you're, I always share the post that I put up. So I'll just, you know, you can click underneath your photo to share it to your stories. And what? Um, no, I don't know that. Like, oh, I'm like yeah. scrambling for my phone. Like, okay. so when you I'm, go in my dirty, Instagram. I'm in my dirty closet. It's buried in the clothes somewhere, <laughs> but I'll find it. So what? There's like an option to share it to your stories, too? Yeah, there is a little paper airplane underneath. So you'll see, um, at least at the time of the recording, <laughs> there's the heart and the comment and the little paper plane. And if you click that paper plane, you can send it to someone else or it says um, add post to your story. And then it'll just toss it onto your 
your story, I like to do a little GIF on top of it that's like new post or click here or, you know, something so they don't just see that in my story and click away. Like I want them to take a peek at the actual post. Oh, look at you. Every time I talk to you, there's some like some new like (laughs) crazy nugget of great Instagram information. All right. Taking notes, taking notes. I love it. On top of that with stories, Mm. is there, do you think there's too many like swipe ups in a day? Like I'm so not good about remembering to do my stories and I know I get such good conversion on swipe ups, but when I remember Mm. it, it's like, I want to do like 20 in a day, like do this one, do this one, do this one. I don't know. I don't think there's too many swipe ups. I think just think about how many times you see something on someone else's feed and then when you're like, okay, I'm done with that and like swipe through. So... I don't know. I haven't done a ton of research on it, but I mm-hmm. try not to stack my stories super full unless I have like a real reason to do it. Like if I'm at some event or like I have a long story, I definitely want to tell, but I don't think there's anything wrong with putting a bunch of swipe ups in there because I mean, you want people to buy your stuff and the people who are following you care about your stuff. So you want to make it as easy as possible for them to get your products or the information that you're sharing. So I don't Mm -hmm. think there's anything wrong with promoting yourself um, around Instagram, but you don't want to make yourself crazy about it too. Like if you don't have that much time, then just put a couple. It's like, yeah. Cause that's the other thing since it works so much they're harder to schedule and it works. Mm -hmm. I know it works better if you do it like intermittently throughout the day. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Like tell Alexa, Alexa, Mm -hmm. every 20 minutes, remind me to put a swipe up in my Instagram. You know, like, yeah. Well, there's there's also, if you do, if you go live on Instagram, then Instagram prioritizes that. So when people see their stories up top, they'll see you with the little kind of rainbow colors around it. Mm -hmm. And that stays there while your live is up. So that's another way to at least just stay present. So if you've got something big that you want to talk about, then you can go live and talk about it and then be like, oh, go check out my stories, you know, blah, blah, blah. But that involves makeup and shower. <laughs> there like, are filters and people I know. love it. I've been God trying to God bless Snapchat. Like, know, right? that's the only reason I use it. I'm just like, yes, thank you, Snapchat, <laughs> for putting eyeliner on me. I know, right? I've been trying to be better about that lately, though, because as a three... We are very concerned with appearance. (laughs) (laughs) And I know I think it's awesome when I see someone just talking on stories and not caring about wearing makeup or having messy hair. And I find that like super endearing, you know? So I'm like, well, I mean, I guess if I like it, maybe someone else would like it if I did it. But yeah, but girl, you're adorable and got a good 10 years younger than me, if not a little (laughs) more. (laughs) Oh, boo. It's that Korean skincare keeps me looking fresh. <laughs> I love it. It's working. Okay. So do you use a scheduler? And if so, which one's your favorite? Yes. I use Planoly. I love it. Okay. Um, me too. It's, I just like how it's simple. It does what I need. I can schedule stuff out. Um, I find that when I don't have things scheduled, I feel super flustered and um, a little bit more stressed about stuff. Like if I find myself feeling more stressed in my business and my life, I'm like, oh, that's because I'm not following my own advice and preparing my stuff ahead of time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I love Planoly because I can do it on the desktop and it can go by super fast. I like writing my captions and stuff on the desktop. 
and um, because I type a lot faster there than mm-hmm. on my phone. Um, but yeah, I think it's great. I think it's one of my it's one of my favorite things. I've been do using sched- it for a while. Do you use your um, the story scheduler on there? Ever? I really don't. I started to, and I feel like it's new enough that maybe the interface is just a little bit difficult because I couldn't figure out how to do the swipe up on the stories thing. And maybe they've changed it since I tried, mm-hmm. but I was like, I don't want to put a bunch of stories up that are like swipe up here and then not no, have I it. hear you. Then they're not swiping. No, I, yeah. it was a little clunky last time I looked at it, but I, yeah. I do love Planoly. I use it as well. Yeah. yeah. It's super fun. I like it a lot. Okay. So another thing I see lots of pen makers do and you mm-hmm. is, you know, posting a picture with several pens and then tagging the other pen makers. Yes. So do you have any like, thoughts on maybe someone that like me like you know or someone that doesn't make pens necessarily mm-hmm. something small that you could fit in a picture to tag like how could other businesses maybe like work that get in on that well I think that depends on the stuff that you have like I love um ceramics too mm-hmm. so I could tag a ceramic um ceramicist in a photo and have my pen kind of sitting around I I actually do I go to toy joy a lot. <laughs> it's my, like my favorite <laughs> shop. They carry my pins now. It was super exciting for me. Um, but like I'll put my pins up on a shelf with stuff that I've gotten from Toy Joy and tag them. So I think it just depends on like if you love supporting other makers and you have stuff around from them, like just make a little flat lay. Just uh, oh, that's a good idea. You know, just have a little make a little photo shoot day and and pick out some stuff and do like. I don't know, themes and color schemes and stuff like that. And then tag other people because then they will more than likely share you in their stories or Mm -hmm. on their feeds. And it's really the best way to kind of share the love all around, I think. Yeah. Well, it reminds me back in the days when like blogs were a bigger thing, you know, and you had Mm -hmm. links, you know, and you would be like, hey, like I'll I'll link to you if you link to me. Like it's Mm -hmm. kind of like the Instagram yeah version of that that's exactly right and it's awesome because then you can have like if the photo works with your content then you can put it on your feed too with permission and just tag everyone else and then it's just this giant fun love fest around for a little (laughs) while you know you see the same photo and a bunch of different profiles and and like you're hanging out on Instagram. <laughs> a fun love fest. I like yeah. that. So have you, here's another, the next one. Have you ever used that option where you can like sell through your Instagram page? You know, like the mm-hmm. little white dot comes up. Do you use that? I do. I do. Um, I love it. I don't know how much, um, it's hard to track the conversion, mm-hmm. honestly, for um, kind of where it comes from. But my whole philosophy really on Instagram and marketing is to make it as easy as possible for people to get what I'm selling. So I don't want people to have to dig around or look for anything or get frustrated when they go to my site. Like I want them to know exactly where to go, exactly what to push. And if I'm tagging my products, then I think that's the easiest way to, Mm -hmm. um, to kind of share that, you know? Um, and I really like it. I don't know what the parameters are, right now for it. Um, I'm actually in the process of helping a friend um, set up their shop and get that done. So I'm excited to see how it's changed because I've had it for, I think, over a year now. And I'm assuming the process has changed since then. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, all of those really things like change so quickly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had heard, you know, I'd heard mixed results on that. Like I heard some people say, you know, there's always these rumors of like, if you use the hashtag ad or if you, you have something that's viable or mm-hmm. if you sponsor a post, like it gets like, they push it to fewer people. Like, I, you know, it seems I mean, like there's always this like rumor of. There's always the rumor. And I think as long as your content is engaging and it's something that your people like, then they're going to respond to it. And then the algorithm, like the algorithm just wants to show people what they like, you know, and they Mm want to keep them on the platform as long as possible. So if you can figure out what people really like, (laughs) and you like, you can look in your insights and see like your most liked photos, your most engaged with photos, um, the most, the photos that have the most kind of click through to your website, stuff like that, then you can just make more stuff like that. And then people will still be engaged with it and be into it. So it's all right there for you. Yeah, it's there. (laughs) (laughs) Just pay attention to what's already there for you. And it drives me crazy when it, when people go around, that's like, Hey, show me you like me. They have those little things like, like my photos and do all this. And it's like, yeah, I think people need that, um, reminder every now and then. So they don't just scroll past, like the likes really do impact my business, but like, don't, go on Instagram and just kind of beg for it. You know, like you've just got to keep your <laughs> nose down and do the work. And then exactly, you know, I don't know. It drives me research, crazy. Research the hashtags, engage yeah. with other people. Like, yeah, I mean, it's all. Exactly. Yeah. Do the work is exactly the way to put it. <laughs> so the people that, you know, might feel like, well, please like my photo, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. You mentioned to me that you were getting ready to do a video about mindset, you know, looking, mm-hmm. looking at you, you guys, you can't see her right now, but I can, there's like sailor moon and there's like pink fuzzy pillows and like all kinds of cute things behind her. So like, you seem to be someone who's like always got like the happy mindset, which I know isn't, you know, <laughs> I know that, you know, obviously what you see on the outside isn't always true. Mm-hmm. So what, what are some of the things that you're planning to talk about in your video for people that are feeling discouraged about their business and need to kind of tweak their mindset? I think the biggest thing that I have found, and I'll bring the Enneagram up again because I am crazy about it. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that you are. (laughs) I am a three and then threes go to a nine in stress. So nines are the people that don't want the conflict. You know, they don't want to deal with anything. So I will be like going through and doing all this busy work and feeling like, you know, I'm crossing off my to-do list. I'm doing all this stuff, but I'm not actually doing anything to move my business forward. You know, like Mm -hmm. I'm just working really hard, but there's no real, there's nothing I can really show for the time. And as soon as I realized that's what I was doing, I think this whole summer has been really frustrating um, for me that way. And I've just been spinning my wheels and spinning my wheels. And I really think people need to kind of get out of themselves and look at their business and their life if they want to at a higher level and think about what is it that I really want? You know, what do I want to do? And then what are the things that are actually kind of moving the needle? Like what is bringing in income for me and how can I move that ahead and do more of that thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like, it's funny because I actually, and this is crazy um, and super embarrassing, but I forgot, (laughs) I forgot to apply to my biggest show of the year. Oh no. I just forgot. So I'm not going to be at Blue Genie this year. (laughs) Oh no. 
because I kept, and I was, because I was in that mindset of I'll put it off. You know, I've got some, you know, I've got to do this. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. I'm doing all of these things that, you know, are probably not really necessary. And then the deadline passed and I was like, well, there it is. (laughs) That's, that's the consequence for me being too much in my head and, and not really kind of paying attention to what's really important in my business. So I'm actually going to take that extra time where my husband wasn't upset because we get to go on vacation and I don't have to. Right. There is a bonus to not doing a Christmas show. There is a bonus. So I think it's good that I can kind of slow down a little bit and, um, and look at things. I don't know, just kind of step back and Mm -hmm. reevaluate. So I think that's, that's really what I wanted to tell people because we can, especially on Instagram, you're posting every day, you've got to take photos, you're doing all this stuff, but you have to make sure you're doing it for the right reason. And you're focusing on the things that truly matter in your business and the things that truly make you happy, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not just doing it to do it. You have to do it for a reason. Yeah, Yeah, no, those are great. Those are great tips. I'm, I'm notorious for like, let me just exit off my busy work list. And then it, but it's not really, I mean, Mm -hmm. there are things that need to get done, but it's not anything that's like making money or I, you know, I always like, I love to do busy work things and avoid the things that really should be done. Yes. Oh, that's my big thing. Oh, that one hurts. (laughs) I know. I always equate it to like the Pee Wee Hermit, like when he's like saving all the pets from the pet store and he's like avoiding the snakes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he's just like, I'm going to take out the bunnies and then the guinea pigs, but I really need to take out the snakes. I always mm-hmm. say that, like, yeah. get the snakes out first. You've got to get the snakes out first. Like. I know. I don't. <laughs> I don't. But I like to say that, you know, yeah. in theory. Yeah. I need to get, I want to get, like, Stacy to tattoo that on me, like, yes. so I'll remember every time oh I'm gosh. like, I really need to clean off my desk. There's 400 <laughs> other things here that are more important, but I need mm-hmm. to clean off my desk. Yes, girl. Oh, I'll clean my studio all day long. Be like, look at this. This looks great. And then I didn't do anything. <laughs> I know. Then you missed, you know, Blue Genia. It happens. I know. But, you know, I'm I'm glad for it now. And that actually means I have more time to concentrate on my, like, Enamel Pins 101 side of the business because I've got some stuff planned for that. So I can spend a little bit more time with my students during kind of their first big holiday season. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that, too. I think that'll yeah, be good. It'll be it'll be good for you. And, you know, this is kind of like on a tangent, but, you know, makers need to remember that it is easy to kill Christmas for yourself. Yes. Being so busy in the holiday season season. Mm-hmm. Like I can remember when I did Naughty Secretary Club, like I just got to the point where I dreaded. Christmas because it was such a busy time, you know, doing Mm -hmm. things like Blue Genie where you have to constantly restock and all the orders and, you know, angry rush order customers. And it's just like, you're thankful for the business, but it can also just like. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I was talking with another friend of mine, um, Libby from Lux Cups, um, about how like our holiday season is so much longer than real people because we've been prepping for it for so long. So Mm -hmm. like I've already designed my holiday pins. They're already being produced right now. So I kind of get that the stress of the holidays kind of goes up a few months for me because I'm already thinking about like, Mm -hmm. am I ordering enough restock? Should I have done a different holiday pin? Should I, you know, all of these things. So it's like extra months of of that holiday (laughs) stress for us. (laughs) Extra holiday stress, girl. I hear you. I mean, I'm already thinking about Christmas trees, so. You know, I'm glad you are though. Mm, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry if it's causing you stress, but I'm excited. So you were saying the mindset video 
uh, or the mindset topic is going to be a video. And mm-hmm. then that brings me to the fact that you've been doing some YouTube videos. Yeah. So how is that like helping your business and your conversions? I mean, I know YouTube is such like, it's really like a giant search engine. Yes. I'd love to know how like you're using it to help with your pen business. Yeah. Well, I originally started it. I was just doing um, like haul videos and stuff like cute stuff that I bought because I still have my blog and um, I talked about DIYs and cute stuff and things like that. And, um, when I got into pins, I started doing pin mail videos because I would do a lot of trades and I would buy a lot of pins. My collection is enormous. <laughs> and, um, so I would just do videos to share the artists and, um, just show people the cute pins that I was doing. And then I just kept getting all of these questions about how to make enamel pins. And there were lots of very specific questions and broad stuff. And I was like, let me take the questions that I'm getting the most (laughs) and make a video. So then if anyone asks me about it, I can be like, go look at this. This tells you everything you need instead of having to be in my DMs and my email all the time. Like, okay, this is what soft enamel is. This is what hard enamel means. This is what finish you got, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so um, I made I made the very first videos, which are super embarrassing to go back and watch now. I kind of want to redo them, but they have a lot of good information in them. And I get tons of people who will just message me and be like, Oh my gosh, thanks so much for these videos. You know, you were a huge part in starting my business, which is like insane and amazing. And I'm so happy to be just a little bit of a part of that for people. Um, but there were still more and more questions that I was getting. So that's the YouTube stuff kind of segued into my e-course because mm-hmm. there was so much information that like I could share, but it got so granular, you know? And, um, so I just wanted to put it in a course and get it all out of my brain for people to see, you know? So mm-hmm. if you want to start a pen business, like that's this, these are the steps you need to take, you know, in detail. <laughs> well, and you're segueing into my next topic, which is your class. Yeah. So like, Everything we've talked about and more, obviously, as you said, going very granular, is in your Enamel Pins 101 class. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I go into even, like, like business setup in the U.S. Like, I get tons mm-hmm. of people asking me about that. And I'm like, gosh, I started to, I started to research. Um, and I say this in the course, like, each different state, you know, like, what you need. Because I know what you need for Texas and Maryland because I've had businesses in both of those places. But, oh, my gosh, it's so different state to state. It's insane. But I was like, these are the basics. This is the stuff that you need to take care of if you want to, like, legally have a business, you know, and, um, like, best practices for your finances. And then I go into, like, picking your platforms and launch strategies and social media strategies and all that stuff. Um, But, yeah, it was interesting. And everybody can just... We can just go to your website and find the link to sign mm-hmm. up for the class. Yeah, yeah. It's um, Well, it's enamelpins101.com. I have a webinar up right now that you can watch, and that's about kind of growing your following. That's sort of the first step, you know, because you want to have people to sell to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you learn a little bit more about the course in that. And I'll give you a link to – I'll have a special um, – enamelpins101.com slash creative queso. If you go there, I'll have um, links to all the fun, 
all the fun stuff for your listeners. Woohoo. Um, I'll mention that in the show notes too. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm planning the, because the doors are technically closed right now and I'm relaunching in October. So it's soon, but you can learn a lot more about it through the webinar and, um, and then see that way too. Liking it. And then your yeah. YouTube videos that you already have up. Yes. Yeah. And there's tons of information because the class goes into even more information than what I have on YouTube. And YouTube is a really great place to start with those um, basic questions. Yeah. Liking it. Well, yeah. you're making my head spin. You're so busy all the time. I love that I can hear your kitty like meowing I in the background. Know. Also, That's a I'm sorry about her. Oh She's no, I little... love it. it. It adds to the it adds to the effect. I am a I love genuine it. cat lady. <laughs> <laughs> like it is not a front. No. So. Um, I want to end with a couple of quick questions. Yeah. One, like who are a few of your favorite pen makers if you had to like, you know, pick a handful? Oh my gosh. Well, obviously Libby of Lux Cups. Mm. She is my best friend and she is amazing. And she does She's make so some cute pens. Flipping creative. Um, I love Nutmeg and Arlo. She's based in the UK. She does a lot of really cute stuff. I love her style. Um, Sugar Bones is incredible. She's, um, it's very like women empowerment and cute stuff. Um, I love her. Gosh, I want to just get on my phone and look at everyone I'm following. Nope, can't. Mm-hmm. Gotta be off the top of your head. Ah, oh no. Um, <laughs> we shout- gotta give a shout out to Stacy. Well, obviously Stacy. Oh my gosh, her little mushroom baby. I'm excited oh my for gosh. her to make more pens. She needs to make Stacey more. Stacy Martin. Hers is Stacy Martin Tattoos, right? Mm-hmm. At Stacy Martin Tattoos. Yeah, at Stacy Martin Tattoos. She is the best tattooer and the only one I will let <laughs> give me anything anymore. As soon as I know. I you and her, I both I have like, Christmas tattoos from her. We do. I have a giant Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Um, it's fair. Gosh, who else? There's so many. If you go to um, at Shop Shoal, if you like um, like wildlife and stuff like that, they do tons of illustrations. That's two artists that um, made a shop together, and they do lots of charity work too. Um, so that's really cool. Clever Clothes oh, nice. has tons of like bookish stuff. So does Rather Keen. Um, <laughs> I know there's so many I you could know. like go on and on. Like, and I love all the like creepy ones. So, ooh, yes, ooh, Emin Sprout. You have to check out Emin Sprout if you don't know her. She does like screen printing stuff herself. She still makes a lot of crafts and things for her shop. I have been following her since just for years and years and years, and um, she's incredible. So, if you like Halloween, she is the queen of Halloween. <laughs> Girl, I am. I am on it. I've already been emailing her to have her on the podcast during my a gem good good yeah she's on i'm trying to have a whole halloween section you're kicking it off because technically you have the halloween pen i do yes my little my christmas christmas tree halloween your cute little halloween tree which i love all right last question and then i will let you get on with your busy day where would we go for queso who has your favorite queso in town can i tell you torchies Torchies is my favorite queso. It is delicious. I love it. It's funny because my husband doesn't really like guacamole, which I don't quite understand, but that's fine. Um, (laughs) So a lot of times we get it without guac too, and it's still so good. It's just my standard. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to add that to our, uh, our rotating brunch list. Yes. 
I love it. Breakfast well, tacos thank you. forever. <laughs> I know. Well, thank you so much for stopping by and hanging out today and sharing all this wondrous yeah, information. So every time I talk to you, God, every time I talk to you, I'm just like, whoa, God, that was another nugget. <laughs> it's just because I talk about work too much. <laughs> no, I love it. You tell Andy that you can just talk about it all you want. Anytime he tries to shut you down, you just call me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. You want to take that Enamel Pens 101 class now, don't you? Don't forget to use the link enamelpens101.com backslash creative queso and you get 15% off the course. I'm holding my breath for Becky to teach an online Instagram course next. Fingers crossed. But until then, you can always follow her on Instagram at The Pink Samurai and watch all of her YouTube videos. Oh, and go grab one of those bags and a slew of cute pens from ThePinkSamurai.com. Thank you so much, Becky, for stopping by and chatting. You guys be sure to pop over to CreativeQueso.com for all the show notes and for that link to the enamel pens class if you missed it. While you're over at Creative Queso, be sure to check out my weekly Taco About It Tuesday interview series. This week, I talked to yet another amazing Austin pen maker, Libby Johnston of Lux Cups Creative. Libby shares some amazing tips, like her favorite place to go for enamel pen making advice, and more importantly, where to get free queso in Austin. Woo woo! Remember to please subscribe, share, rate, review. And one of my favorite methods is seeing you guys screenshot and share the podcast in your Instagram stories. Thank you to everyone who does that every week. Thanks to Mariah Gossett for producing, Chris Beck for the music, and you for listening. Remember, if you start to miss me, we can hang out all week long on Instagram. You can find me at Creative Queso or at Jennifer Perkins. And I'll see y'all next Thursday.